Hello everyone and welcome to podcast 12 of The Dirty Side of the Grid, where we've turned up late to qualifying, but Yusuf actually got a go faster haircut inspired by <laughs> Sebastian Vettel. So we've been moved up to pole position. Uh... <laughs> Unfortunately, that has been hidden from gonna all of you. So if you want to see it, slip us a five pound note and you know, I'm sure... <laughs> We'll make like a Patreon or something, and then uh, <laughs> if we get enough money to buy a microphone or something, Yusuf may consider doing an OnlyFans for his head. <laughs> I've actually got such a tangent. Okay, so yeah, we're back on uh, podcast 12. I just feel uncomfortable now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a long time, but uh, we're back to finish the Explaining F1 series-ish. And then uh, move on to the 2022 regulations. Just mentioned a few things that might help understand what's different about this year compared to the other years. But I guess we'll just start off with how you've been for the past couple weeks it's been. To be fair, we filmed like the, We didn't film last week because that was it. Yeah. But like the weeks before we filmed, to be fair. So it's, so it's been okay. True, yeah. It hasn't been it that hasn't long. Been I don't know why it feels like so long though. I think it's just because we, we're used to recording week on week. And yeah. so when you take a week out, you're like, it's been way too long. You have to get back to it now. Especially because we film on Mondays as well. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. have like basically the whole week and then uh, another week off. And then we're back. It's a bit weird. It's made me realise how long I spend on the analytics, like trying to look at stuff. I <laughs> see how it does. And then uh, watching it back as well, because obviously we both have to watch well, at least most of it, I watch back the full thing, obviously on two times speed, because I'm not, you know. <laughs> I would like to watch yourself, speed. basically, that's it. No, okay, I edit it, alright. No, I edit it. <laughs> I edit it. So do I. No, I mean, no, out of pure enjoyment, because we have such incredible conversation, <laughs> I'm so interested after a couple hours that we filmed it, I go back and watch the entire thing again. Yeah, it's very entertaining, isn't it? You watch five minutes of it, and you're like... Why the hell would someone else watch it? <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. We've already sold this. Right, we're going off topic. Well, we're going to start off quickly with the car launches. We're going to catch up on some news that's been coming out recently. If someone watches and the first five minutes, now they don't want to watch the rest. Nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the watch time graph is just plummeted. <laughs> but, nah, so the, the main thing that we've got coming up now is the car launches. So... About midway through, so maybe in like a week or two now, the the first cars will be coming out. We'll have images of what they'll look like. Uh, we'll have a good idea of the best part for me personally. I love the colours. We'll find the liveries. We'll see what kind of stuff they're going for. It's sad when they choose the same livery. Though. Yeah, it's so... Like Red Bull, basically. Yeah, every year we... There's a bit of hope that Red Bull might change it. No, but like Christian Orner is like, oh, we have to stick to our roots, bro. Because their, their special liveries are really nice as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look up some of the old liveries, like the, the camo one, and then the... The camo one was really nice. And they had like a blue and uh, white. There was a blue and red one that they had for testing as well. It was, yeah, some of their testing liveries are really nice, but then they just go back to the normal one afterwards. Boring. So we can we can get the dates up and we can see actually, we can make predictions for uh, just the liveries. Like we'll do a full-on predictions episode later, but like, just specifically for the liveries, in order. First, we've got Aston Martin on the 10th. They'll probably have a pink in it. Are they sponsored by BWC? Um, probably, yeah. Because he's taking... Uh, Artemar Safnar, he's taking the thingy with him. 
Oh yeah, he, yeah. He's gonna manage yeah. uh, manage them. He left. No, oh no, right, yeah. No, he oh, left. Well, and he's he left and he's taking BWT with him to Alpine. So they're gonna lose the pain. Ah, yes. It's just gonna be yeah. pain. So for those who don't know, like a okay, yeah, yeah. tight like a confused. sponsors play a key role in the the colors for teams. So we'll get onto that a bit more later. But like, not okay, not you know what, I might as well do it now. So if you uh, Mercedes, there's Biggest sponsor will be Petronas, which is the oil company that helps them fuel the car. The blue stripe they have on their cars is inspired by them. Uh, there's another one. Who's the other one? Santander. Ferrari. Santander or Ferrari. White and red, basically. Yeah, so a few years ago they had the white and red. There was another key one about Ma oil. Um, Ferrari it? has a massive shell yeah, logo. Shell one, one, yeah. There's a... Oh, who was it? it? It's not Alpine. It might have been Alpine. Alpine? No, Alpine just... Oh, Alpine have like a bit of green because of the gas troll or whatever there. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That was the one. Anyway, yeah, so sponsors do play a role in the uh, colour of cars. So Aston Martin, if they get rid of the... Uh, what's it called? The pink. They might go back to the lime. So they'll have the dark green and the lime, which looked yeah. really good. This year is just... Did they have pink in their car this they year? They did have pink, yeah. Thing. I'm pretty did. sure they did, but in their team, yeah. so in their team, like clothing and stuff, it was green oh. and green. Okay. But in the car itself, I think it was green and. I have no fucking I don't remember. <laughs> You've the already forgotten, bro. The season ended, and I just like totally forgot. Like you have to put F one, obviously. Yeah, I totally just forgot everything. I'm pretty sure have... it, did. it did. Oh, I have a yeah. tiny bit. Of, yeah, yeah. Like like tiny. It bit. still was enough to ruin it, in my opinion. I like, look how much better that looks. With the yellow. Yeah, with the with the lime green accents rather than the BWT because I remember they came in quite late. Anyway, yeah, right. Hey, Next hey. one, person. Okay, right. McLaren's the day after on February the eleventh, and I can't lie, I hate the golf livery, and I I'm really uh, not a fan the of the current livery. The golf one is really like nice. It. I don't like the golf one. I think they're gonna stay with the orange and blue for me. I just I don't like what they've done with the orange. Like orange and blue, I'm not a fan of. Orange and black is weird. Looks think. nice, but when they did it, I think all of their liveries from like twenty fourteen. No, the, the golf one was really nice, and the end of season one, the views one, that was. That was one. nice. No, that was good, but fourteen. Oh no! Like the black fourteen. And stuff they did was so fourteen was completely silver because I remember K Mag was driving it, oh, and it yeah, had the weird front wing. That was awful. Then they went to like black and red when they had Honda. That was weird. awful. Then they went to orange, but it was completely orange with like yeah, black remember. stuff on it. That was the last nice. Fernando was there. Yeah. Then orange and blue wasn't nice. Like, they, they just, I don't like it. I just haven't liked McLaren liveries. I'm just not a fan. Their livery design team is bad. Just like every other part of their team. <laughs> oh. Jeez. Wow. Low blow. They might do better this year. Alpha Terry is fine. Uh, I think Ferrari would be the only thing who would be nah. disappointed if they don't go back to red and white because they've got Santander back. We'll get onto them because I've seen pictures uh, of uh, of them at the moment. But but, um, but, but they might be wearing the, the old uh, livery, like the old coloured stuff, just because they don't want to give anything away. Maybe, maybe. Alpha well, Terry, right, so I think Alpha Terry. If we get, no, if we're sticking with McLaren quickly. Do you think now, obviously they had Mercedes engines last year, but Mercedes engines this year as well. The potential they might put a bit more on the car. No, no, no. McLaren, no. McLaren, basically their competitors with Mercedes, in like the supercar or like hypercar, whatever. Oh, that's you. So that's why yeah. even if you look like Alpine, they put Alpine or put Renault on their T-shirts, but you don't see Mercedes anywhere. 
And then you see it on the back of the car. Alpine on. No, 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 no. I mean, like when McLaren had Renault engines. Oh, they had right, like on right, their right. T-shirts Renault and Dell, but they removed like when they got Mercedes. You don't see on the car the Mercedes sign anywhere. I think right, you, c- yeah. you can see it like over the engine cover maybe, but that's it. Everything else does not indicate what engine they have, because because they don't want to give free sponsor a sponsorship for their competitor essentially. But um, next Renault is not necessarily the case. Valentine's Day, AlphaTauri. I'd say I like it. And even, you know, in 2017 when they had the... Because they used to just be Red Bull. But like Toro Rosso, basically. Yeah, so the delivery, I remember this, because every time a Toro Rosso would end up in the gravel, he'd be screaming like, is that Vettel? Is Vettel crashed? Has he bottled it? And then it's just an AlphaTauri that was in like... It was 15. blue and red at the time. Yeah, because they used to have... Red Bull obviously has the blue and gold. Or no, blue and yellow. And then Toro Rosso used to have blue and like a dirty kind of gold. And it was really confusing because they looked exactly the same. And then they switched to the blue and red. Yeah, no, and the silver the as well. They ran the blue, red, and silver, and that was beautiful. And AlphaTauri now, I say this. It's this one's really nice. I had this this one. They could change it as well. It's just a clothes company. Like, yeah. If they wanted to change the color, they could. If they put blue and silver, I think it would look a bit nicer. Like, as in the, the white turns to silver, I think it would look really nice. As long as not ever, like, pretty much most of the teams now run a lot of blue, so I'd quite like the difference. Yeah, but like, like even the green, like, Aston Martin uses is very dark, so it can. It's fairly similar in that sense. But I guess so. Right, well, <laughs> next. One team that we know definitely isn't going to change their colours, or at least the main colour, is Ferrari. They've been red yeah. Like yeah, every year. I think they'll actually go back to red and white. I think they'll go back to I red. hope so, yeah. So Santander are now sponsoring them. They left in, like, 2014. No, no, they, were they back? 14. 14. Yeah, because 2013 with Fernando. So it's oh, yeah, yeah. So they had the red and white car. Personally, the... Ferrari from 2017, one of my favourite ever, to be honest, in terms mm-hmm. of liveries. I really liked it. I actually liked when they switched to black, because I thought it had been red and white for so long that introducing black introduced something so. new. But I just don't like their... Um, the fact is matte is horrible. Mm-hmm. I prefer glossy, like, glossy Ferraris are just better. I don't really care as much. <laughs> I just don't like because it, it doesn't look as nice. It looks more like Red Bull. And you know what? What's interesting actually? They say matte. The matte finish is actually like beneficial for the car. Yeah, probably. Not by a lot, but like yeah, they're saying because of the weight of the paint or something stupid. Like it gives you like a marginal gain. Anyway, the car is so bad. They need every advantage. Basically, <laughs> a lot of people are saying they'll win next season. No, no, no. We'll not no, get into that conversation. Okay. So that was 17th. 18th is Mercedes. I think they're going back to silver. They are going back. Well, yeah, as far as we know, they're going back to silver. I actually want them to go back to silver. Like, I think the, the silver Mercedes with the blue just looks so nice. I like, when they did the black car the first year, I think it looked really, really Yeah, nice. the black car the first year was iconic. But the second year was just kind of like... It wasn't as good, yeah. It's not as nice. Because it was I just like literally the, the same exact livery. With the awful stickering at the back as well. I don't like the AMG stickers. But I I like going back to it because it makes what they've done now a proper statement. Like, if they just stuck with black consistently, as much as I understand the sentiment, because they obviously did it to be in solidarity with the BLM movement, if you just do it for there and then go back to how it was before, then that era is now in history as, you know, when they switched Mm. delivery and they actually made a statement and then they did the... uh, you know, they sponsored all of these things and they donated money and whatever and all the rest of it. But if they just carried on, it would almost lose... Yeah, I get what you mean. It would lose its meaning, I guess. I'm just yeah. looking at it from black. 
The last team then that we've got an announcement so far is Alpine. They're gonna have something. Because they still haven't announced Palmer, small, Yeah, but he's going right. Like we all know he's going there, and he's Probably. taking BWT with him. So they're gonna have pink in it with their current livery. What even is BWT like? What do they actually make? I don't know what that company actually is. But that's the thing. If you look at like, I don't know what, why did they switch it to Alpine? Why why is it not Renault? I think like, it's because they were doing bad. They didn't want to attach it to Renault, and then when they no, changed but like I think I read that like it's the supercar part of like the hyper like the hyper performance aspect of the company because it's one company essentially. Yeah. Is Alpine, but like no one like you know when you say to someone Alpine, they're like, who? You say Renault, they're like, oh yeah, Renault. Yeah. yeah. You're moving your known brand and putting like a brand no one actually cares. Like when you say Alpine, even if you know no one cares. Yeah, it's weird, and they've also actually they've. Uh, their new like they've put someone in a position of a high position I don't know where and he started radically changing things like Alan Frost is now gone yeah Alan, Alan Frost the and they did like, it I think fifth he... best statistic fifth best I don't know either way he's a four time world champion which is very big like French. only yeah he's French as well which is a big part of the brand and he's been he's been there for a long time I think he's been let go hasn't he like he no they didn't tell him they just put it on social media and he's like that's how he does oh yeah yeah he put out a statement about this and he seemed very it's disgusting it. so Alpino yeah when Alpino. is Williams coming out we didn't talk about Williams is Williams not on this list oh, oh no it's okay yeah so the, the teams that haven't announced anything yet Alfa Romeo who made a very nice looking car last year but they'll probably be last Haas Haas will be last also will look disgusting. Red Bull won't even change anything. And then Williams has potential. They could See, this is what annoys me. They're like, they do this new livery unveiling and all of that. And then it's the same exact car. What is the point? Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, if you're doing the whole big ceremony just to show the same car, it's a bit dead. It's not even like with this year, you get a new car. You're like, oh. But before that, it's literally like the exact same car, exact same livery. What is the point? There is no point. It's, it's just really it's useless. And the worst part is, you know, uh, they get like the awful host where they don't know anything about F1. They've been paid a certain amount and they're like, so, Sebastian Vettel, are you going to win next year? And he's like, I came like 15th last year, so I'm probably just aiming for 10th, to be honest. And they're like, wow, nice. <laughs> that's, that's it. So, mm, that's rough. Anyways, how's our, how, um, like, uh, who's going to, you know, who's going to win next year? No, we're not doing pretty good. Nikita Mazepin is going to win next year. You know, I did actually, outside of the library that we've booked, I have named it NM9 Goat Emoji because he's due to be a. He's going to win it, champ. He's going to win it. I'm telling you, Nikita Mazepin is going to win. There's no doubt he has the talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Let, let's what, let's, let's All right, moving on from that. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't, can't keep going. There's going to be two testing sessions. There's going to be one at uh, the end of February and then one in March. But weirdly, they've decided that the first testing run is going to be, there's going to be media there, but it's not going to be filmed. And there's going to be like basically no infinite. Like there's no, no commentary. No one's going to cover it on live television. And we're just going to know based on the media that's there. We might get information like fed through to us. I think it's mainly to hide like the performance of the car. Like you know how like in previous seasons basically. It doesn't matter. But this, this year because they're introducing new cars and everything. 
yeah. they don't want everyone to just have like the exact same car at the beginning. So maybe the idea is if they have private testing and all of that, you know, you glean certain ideas, but you don't know exactly. Like, because, you know, they have photographers sitting just taking pictures yeah, of the yeah. car to figure out like what everyone is doing. You don't want that because then it ruins everything. But yeah. It makes sense. I've also heard that the the main reason they're saying is because they're scared if the cars are really unreliable, if they're not good, if things don't work out, they don't want the fans to... It's like an image thing, but I hate that. Like, it's... There should but be fans... Oh, yeah, know, that's the biggest... We're going to know when the season starts because, like, cars are going to be unreliable and <laughs> that. Like. I don't know. And then the worst part, which is the bit I was hesitating and forgot about, there's no fans there either. Because mm. normally they sell tickets and they get a... Uh, people out to watch testing because you can just wander about watch the cars bit of entertainment but they're not doing that they will do that for Bahrain which is the strangest part for the second test yeah that's the one oh. in March basically it's right before like I think it's the weekend or two before the actual season starts so at that point no one can actually change anything and Mercedes is going to suck I reckon Mercedes is going to be a midfield team and I reckon Ooh. Lewis is going to finish in the bottom half of the table Yes, that's why I was waiting to see if you actually genuinely meant that or if you're just trying to say that. Yeah, Lewis sucks, bro. Lewis can't drive. He's past his peak, bro. He's just old now. He can't drive. Do you see the tennis final? Oh, no, this has nothing to do with this. You no. watch it? Nadal won, yeah. I was watching the game. It was insane. Hmm? You watched the game? I watched the whole game. It was sick. It was so good. Oh, you're saying that Lewis is like him, basically. He's going to keep winning till he's old. <laughs> Lewis sucks, bro. He's past his peak. We'll Lewis is, I'm not really hopeful Lewis for is next not winning year. anything. I'm not again. hopeful for next year. Lewis is gonna. Lewis is gonna crash twenty three races out of twenty three races. He's just gonna DNF every single race. Gonna get frustrated and retire. Look at your face, boy. You're so nervous. <laughs> I just didn't. <laughs> it's just the last year. It's actually so funny. I'm just thinking of last year, and it's still annoying. Oh yeah, he lost because he can't drive. You know, if he was a better driver, he would have defended from Max on that last lap. But he's not a better driver. So. All right. The better driver won. <laughs> On that drive, <laughs> screw it, right? We're getting into this. So, to finish the the explaining stuff, we're gonna go over two things in detail. Do you want to go over the PowerPoint? I mean, oh, PowerPoint. Where am I? Engine. The yeah, engine yeah, yeah, yeah. in detail. We're gonna we'll go over the power unit. That's okay. what I meant. Okay. So the engine has like, we're gonna go over every specific part and kind of what it does essentially. So the basic part is an ICE, which is the same engine you have kind of in your car, which is where they get like the V6, 1.6 liter essentially part. So essentially you have your pistons, your crankshaft and your conrod. And essentially what happens is it turns around and that's what moves, is it the conrod that moves the essentially the tires? The crankshaft one? Crankshaft. crankshaft. Yeah, that one. And so that's just a normal engine, exactly, like the same yeah. one you get in a car, just standard. Exactly. So what happens is it works on a four cycle something, I don't remember. Four stroke cycle. Four stroke cycle, yes. So essentially the air is sucked in, uh, it's filled with fuel, it's compressed, uh, it's ignited, and then it's moved out and new air comes in. And essentially by using, all the F1 engines are direct injection engines, meaning that they control the amount of air and the amount of fuel they're putting in. And by doing that, by controlling the amount of fuel that's going in, you control the essentially amount of performance. So if you ever played the F1 game, you can tune the amount of 
fuel you're putting in to get more performance, same idea, essentially. That's, that's exactly it. So when exactly they say they turn doing. the engine down at the end of a racing slot, that's, that's one of the ways they can do it. Is decreasing the amount of fuel that's coming in, essentially decrease the amount of air that's going in, all of that stuff. Because you're also using a set amount of fuel in the race as well. Like, yeah. there's no refueling. The fuel you start the race with, you have to last There is refueling. Before the race. Gonna confuse everyone. <laughs> yeah, no refueling. I'm just, I'm just surveying him. Anyways, so the air going out from the ICU goes into the turbocharger, and essentially the turbocharger is made out of a, a turbine and a compressor. Essentially, the turbine goes around and it triggers the compressor. The compressor takes in more air and essentially directs it into the ICE. And essentially, what happens is if say you turn up the engine and you're directing more fuel into because you want more performance, then that means that you're going to get more air from the compressor. So you can direct more air in and get extract more, essentially, uh, energy out. So n I think Mercedes hit on their one of their last engines by 50% thermal efficiency, which means that out of all the fuel that's going in, they're extracting about 50% of that, the, f the energy in that fuel, 50% is wasted. But Which that is, considered that's a lot higher than yeah yeah like a normal car is like thirty five percent essentially so like you only get thirty five percent of all the fuel in your car everything else is like wasted essentially. Uh, anyways, the turbocharger is connected to the MGUH, so the MGUH is for the new engines. That's the big part they're trying to remove essentially, and it's one of the most complicated parts in the car. And essentially, what it does is, in simple terms, it harnesses the energy from the turbocharger and it can either direct it into the like the energy store which in simple terms is a battery you can choose to like store it in whatever way like there are a few ways you can store it but like say it's a battery the MGH essentially takes the energy recovered from the turbocharger puts it in the energy store the other the second use for it is um, in cars generally like when they slow down and they start to like like say like you slow down in a corner and then you're going to go straight and you put your foot down on the accelerator you get a bit of delay in the turbocharger and you see that in older cars you don't get that today in f1 cars because essentially what happens is they use the energy in the mguh to so the turbocharger because it's based off of the air coming out of the icu when the car slows down the icu slows down and so the air going into the turbocharger slows down. So the turbocharger slows down. And so by using the MGUH, you can speed up the turbocharger. And by speeding up the turbocharger, when you get off the line or after a corner, you don't get that delay in the turbocharger. You go off really quickly. And then you've got the MGUK. The MGUK essentially, all it does is it harnesses energy when the car slows down. So say you go into a corner, you're losing a lot of uh, kinetic energy. That kinetic energy is harnessed by the MGUK and then depending on like what you're using it for it can either be directed to the energy store or it can be directed directly to the MGUH or directed to the turbocharger depending on like the function and then the last thing you have you have the energy store we said is like either a battery or there are multiple ways to store it uh, which the FIA uh, regulates the last thing is the control uh, electronics and the control electronics is basically like the functioning brain that directs essentially where everything's going, where the energy's going, all of that stuff. Um, in terms of like the um, engine penalties and all of that, you get a certain number of components of each of the ones we've mentioned so far. 
so like energy store mg uk mgh turbocharger ice and all of it together is known as the um, the pu or the power unit essentially and so you get a number so say if you exceed like Lewis changes ICU in one of the races it was in Brazil. No, no, Brazil he took yes. a new part. Brazil, yeah, probably Brazil, yeah, yeah. He took a new ICE in Brazil. So that only knocks you down like five places. Where if you change the whole power unit, you get like a twenty place grid penalty. So like if yeah. realistically if you come first you you start last. So, so twenty place maximum. I see just to confirm ICE Internal 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 com- com- an ICU is just internal combustion unit. They're yeah. the same thing. So when, you, when you're when saying ICE and ICU, they're, they're just interchangeable. And then I guess one of the key things that this caused, so obviously as we found out now, the engine's very complex. Obviously the main purpose is just to produce energy and then with the amount of energy lost, 35% efficiency in a normal car isn't what you want in F1. So to have all of these parts making it even more efficient... It's obviously very complex. There's a lot of systems involved. That's why teams end up developing it a lot, but also they, like they have loads of penalties, as you said. You're only allowed a certain number for each season, and when these were first introduced in twenty fourteen, weren't teams were getting like seventy place grid penalties for replacing it by the end of the season, because they had to replace everything, every race. Yeah, basic is, reliability has come a long way since probably like. Reliability has improved. Uh, looking to 2026, the main component they want to remove is the MGUH because they essentially, it does not translate at all to normal cars, like civilian cars essentially. Uh, it's not useful in any way. Like Mercedes, I think, used it in one hyper-performance car um, or used some of the knowledge from it rather, but don't actually use it directly. So it's not useful for any road-running cars so that's the main component they want to remove and they essentially simplify the engine a lot um, one of the things that like Honda grasped um, the past few years in improving kind of their engine was two things their energy store they managed to improve the amount of energy they're actually storing and the second thing was the MGH that was critical in their engine being like quite like competitive this last year they're still down I think like looking at the amount of um, like horsepower produced by each engine, Mercedes is still ahead of everyone else. But reliability is a key part of like a 23, it's now 23 race season. So reliability is going to be a huge thing, especially under the cost cap. It's like replacing an engine, extremely expensive. So, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's essentially kind of like the power unit. As a whole, yeah. And they're quite even now. In terms of performance, Mercedes used to be well ahead. This is what has caused them to be winning for the past however many years. But teams are catching up now. In 2017, we saw Ferrari through yeah, but like that legal or illegal manners managing to get quite high engine power for the past few years. So they were improving. Yeah, but 20, 20, also, 20, well, 2027 now. They did go backwards, but now they've uh, quite recently... Uh, what when was it? I think it was Saudi. They came up with a... I think it was an MGUH upgrade. That MGUH or MGUK. Basically, they upgraded one of the parts of their... Uh, their engine or power unit and then that got them another like 20 horsepower which is now like they're going to use it as part of this engine and like this year and that's what gave them like a big advantage over mclaren to be fair from 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 now to the end of the season uh, sorry from now to 2026 there is an engine freeze 
<clears throat> so that means that the engine essentially this engine is the only thing you can introduce new is reliability improvements so like from here to 2026 mercedes have the best engine red bull second best or honda but second best and like you have ferrari third and alpine is just terrible um and basically going into 2026 essentially from now until then each com each company each team is designing the new engine essentially new regulations but like compared to a road car like say like a hyper performance car or something like that like it only has like a 1.6 liter v6 which is very very small yeah compared yeah. to like some some have like most of them have, will have like a four liter v12 or something like that yeah supercars so, or yeah. any sports cars really but, like, but like v6, these cars v12. will extract way more out of it than the normal road cars yeah like i think i saw like people love doing Basically, people don't understand how fast F1 cars are. I saw, like, a... There's always on a, the trending page, there'll be, like, a 2011 Red Bull, and they'll have a drag race, like a Bugatti Chiron. Yeah, they did it. They did it against the Tesla or something as well. I think I might have seen that. Yeah, I think, they I think the Tesla, Tesla won. The Tesla was one of the few that actually won against it. I think the Tesla won, yeah. But then, all the, obviously, all the comments were like, oh, just wait until the Tesla has to go around the corner. Yeah. And yeah, a, it's not wrong. The Tesla is only good off the line because it has that... Initial, it will win that initial part of like the electric energy essentially over like yeah, any yeah. any mechanical car, but then like if it's actually long enough, the 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 Formula One car is just gonna catch and blow it out of the water. But in terms of like the next few years before the introduction, I think by twenty twenty three, Formula One will have moved completely to biofuels, so they're yeah, no longer yeah. gonna be using. So essentially, it's in their drive to become, uh, I think. Uh, is it carbon net zero or something? Carbon neutral, yeah. Carbon neutral, yeah. So by 2023, I think, they're not going to be using any... They're going to be only using biofuels. And 2026, they removed the MGUH. And essentially, the reason is to become, uh, like... Then the, all the technology that's developed in F1 can be translated into a road car and improving all of that stuff. So, yeah. like, Formula E, for instance, that is used by all the companies that are developing the battery solutions, all of that stuff that's translated into the cars that they are actually manufacturing. So you see like Jaguar, they're quite big in uh, electrical cars. You had Mercedes there, uh, Audi, all of the car, all of the companies that have quite competitive actual electric cars were in Formula E and like that technology translates. And yeah. I think that's one thing Formula One is doing to kind of become more attractive for manufacturers is that Formula One is kind of, it's a break even sport, you're not actually going to make profit out of. But if you break even, but you use that technology for your road cars, you're actually making profit in that sense because you're making profit off your marketing because marketing is a huge, like Formula yeah, 1 yeah. as a tool. But you're also making profit. That's why the energy drinks company has two yeah, exactly. teams. Well, one now, but still. But also the second thing is you're making a lot of... So you're making money off marketing. You're not losing any money. You're just breaking even. So whatever you invest, you're just getting back exactly the same. And the third thing is you're now gaining actual like like a technological adv advancement in a sense but that all the technology you're actually being invented and like designed in formula one you can essentially you have all the blueprints to just take that and just apply it to like one of your cars yeah because the whole point of f1 in general or how it's meant to be is because the amount of money these teams can invest and the level of talent they have with their engineers the turnover for developing things is insane. It's so much faster. Like, if you want to see a certain technology put in a road car, like, if 
if F1 was aiming to produce self-driving cars, it would have probably done it by now. Yeah. Or at least very good ones. If you're trying to get very good self-driving cars, and we're talking completely automated, F1 would have done it by now. Because it's so competitive. It's, yeah. But because, you know, these are just general car companies, obviously they've got talent and stuff, but the turnover isn't as fast. Because F1 is so quick in every aspect, they need to be ahead on these things. And they were kind of backed into a corner by Formula E because that meant they couldn't go to fully electric engines. So that's the biofuel thing is what they're trying to do now. Yeah, that's good. Like, if, if you go to a fully electric engine, I just hate that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't it have sounds dead to do doesn't that. doesn't sound yeah. like... No, yeah. They, they, yeah. Also, one I'm of the good things about removing the MGH is it said that it actually mutes the engine. So by removing oh, the MGH, yeah. you'll actually... Like, the sound will go back, essentially. You'll get more sound. As a fun fact... Uh, Matteo Bonotto, the new the principal of Ferrari, was in charge of Michael Schumacher's engine in two thousand and five. I think. No, it wasn't. He was in charge of reliability and he was his, like engine engineer essentially in two thousand and four five. That's so weird. Matteo Bonotto, yes, yes. There's a video of him where Michael goes to him with a mic. I saw this today, literally, and he's like, "Explain what you do." He's like, "Italiano," and he's like. Sure, and basically explains that he manages the reliability and all of that stuff related to the engine, so like his engine performs at peak performance. I'm trying to imagine what he looked like. Did he have a skinhead or was his hair? No, like no, his, his hair was very long. short, it was very short, and he's wearing those, you know, like oh, the classic brimless glasses. Yeah, yeah. Oh. it looked quite funny. What a legend! But you can, so like, I'll probably you can find the video and tag it in like the video description. All right, yeah, yeah, you know, the one you're describing, if I find it, yeah, I'll try to put it in the description. It's um, funny. Alright, do we go to the steering wheel or should we skip yeah, that part? No. Nah, we skip it. I don't know. Do we explain the steering nah, wheel? No, that's right. Skip it, skip it, skip it. Yeah, we'll, we'll allow it. If, if you desperately okay. want to see us explain parts of an F1 steering wheel, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> anyway, okay, so we kind of touched on the regulations for 2020. Wait, what were you going to say? I was just going to cop this part. This Fair enough. Part. We can stop here though and just make this video in a new video. Yeah. Because it's a different series, isn't it? Alright. Wait, so you want to start again, new intro, new podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, that means if we're cutting this up, we've got... Yeah, yeah, you can... You can say it. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we're going to stop Wait, doing it. What? No, what? no, no, you've got to do it again, because then... If we just cut out of nowhere... Okay. You've okay. got to say, like, that's... You know, that's us summarising the engine. Blah, blah. Okay, okay, okay. Wow, so demanding. What do you mean? Um, I think this is the end of the the second episode of explaining Formula One. So we've covered basically all the basics that you'd need to kind of understand Formula One. Hopefully, you can watch a race now and you won't get confused. It's okay to kind of get confused by like uh, like certain words. You'll kind of pick it up as you go along. I remember when I used to work, watch at the beginning. I'd like every race. I'd like Google what's oversteer, <laughs> what's understeer. I'd read it, understand it. Five minutes, five minutes later, I forget what's understeer and oversteer. Yeah. So it comes with time, and as you watch it, kind of you'll grasp it. Yeah. Fine. And you don't need to know the, you know, the engine stuff. It was for people who were interested. But if you don't get that stuff, you don't need to know how an engine works. Like if it's just for the curiosity, like. I think we'll probably link a few maybe in depth videos. Um, that you can go and watch if you're interested in this. That if you don't understand as well, link a few simple ones with animations <coughs> that can probably be uh, helpful. Yeah, I'll drop a. I'll put one for like the main aspects. So like, there's a good video made by a, a YouTube channel on logistics. 
because I explained these in the first episode, we've got logistics, aero, the engine as well. Like I can, the main topics I can try and find a good video to cover all of them. To, like if you're curious to know more. Yeah, basically. Um, anyways, thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys next week. I think we're going to be covering the 2022 regulations and what's different from the current regulations, what to expect. Um, yeah, and hopefully we'll see Lewis losing. Anyways. You can see his face is just like, oh. <laughs> and yes, uh, thank you guys for listening. I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>